What is up? What is up? What is up, everybody? It's a hobby with Cage episode ninety three. It's been a been a minute. Nice little weekend, little break. I come back here. We'll keep it short, as I've done the last few weeks. Monday, I'm recording this during halftime of uh, the NFL. Although I will tell you, in previous weeks, it was like, "Hey, Austin Eckler, you gotta get me, you know, five hundred yards." This week. Uh, Ian and I, our team was ahead by five points. The other guy was done, and we still had Eckler, Garrett Wilson, and Brees Hall to go. So a pretty easy one today, a little fantasy. Both our teams won, turned it around, got some winning streaks in the Hobby League. My team is about to move to 8-1 and one with a nice two-game lead over anybody else in the, in the Hobby thing, I think. Um, with the most points scored, pretty dominant, pretty dominant. I, I gotta say, you know, to the to the other guys in my league who listen to this, you gotta step your game up a little bit. Come on, I mean, you're making this too easy for me to take your money. Um. Anyway, <laughs> no more fantasy talk. We waste a minute on that, but it's it's a different week. I've come in kind of beaten up by fantasy, kicked in the balls by fantasy. And last couple weeks, we've done a little bit better in fantasy. Um. Made a trade a couple weeks ago for C.D. Lamb. Gave up a lot for C.D. Lamb, but, uh, you know, uh, he's had a couple good weeks in a row for me. I gave up Gus Edwards. Dude's had five touchdowns. Pretty crazy. Um, so, anyway, a couple things to talk about tonight. Right off the bat, what I want to talk to you about is I got a great question. Um, somebody who, um, you know, I've spoken with, you know, I've seen in person at card shows and stuff, but I've spoken with a lot over, uh, over IG, selling a lot of their collection through consignment. Um, you know, Probstein gets stuff, PC gets stuff, you name it. And, uh, you know, told me about all the cards they were selling, all the stuff they were sending out, you know, sort of like, you know, the audit that we talk about in our collection, you know, none of these cards are the ones that I need to have. I can consolidate. I can use this money to buy cards I do want. And then it was, uh, hey, we're all hearing about the quote unquote hobby doldrums, the doldrums of the hobby that, uh, you know, November and December are usually cold times in the market, and there are usually hotter times in the market. And, um, you know, should I pull these back and not sell them all? Should I wait until February or March or April? And, you know, what's funny about it is, is you know, I remember talking about this. You know, you, you do 1,100, 1,200 episodes or whatever it is that, you know, that I've done now in the last three and a half years. Um and I think you talk about everything, but I'm sure um, if you go back three years ago, it probably was talking about how, you know, if you look at the charts, February, you know, the prices are up, they're high and they're, you know, they're peaking. You see, you know, some of those record sales and golden auction and, and PWCC auction and, and, you know, cause February you got the Super Bowl and, you know, basketball's picking up, you got a little baseball preseason. People are starting to talk about like spring training and stuff. And it's, you know, just people start to get excited about cards and there's a lot going on and, but here's the thing. What I, I will tell this person, I'll tell you guys what I told this person and why. Um, there's a lot going on in the world, a lot going on in the hobby, and I was sort of in this boat. Um, last year, I had a LeBron to sell, a big LeBron to sell. And I said, you know what? Let's hold it. Let's not sell it in November and December even though, you know, the NBA is starting off and, you know, it's a little hot, right? And let's not sell it because, you know, you got the doldrums of the winter here, you know, that prices sort of, you know, are down this time and, you know, it's not as much hobby activity. Let's hold it. 
let's hold until February when he's going to break the scoring record and people are starting to buy again and you know people are starting to spend their money. And the card sold for less than it would have sold for because comparable cards sold in October, November, and December for more. Um, so I know it cost me money to hold on to it. And um, and why? Well, because for the last couple of years, yes, the hobby has picked up, but it's also taken a huge dive before any kind of a pickup. So, so uh, let me clarify what I'm saying. The overall market has just continued to do this, 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 and this. So I guess what I would say to anybody who's looking to sell is sell. Sell now. The best time to sell your stuff is yesterday, right? And most people, unless you're in a couple of little pockets, like the very inorganic, very manipulated, very heavily cartel-like pricing arrangements that are going on with the Michael Jordan 90s inserts and high grades, Unless you're in that world where I kind of don't really buy most of the pricing that I see anyway, um, I think it's propped up, manipulated, and fugazi. But every other section of the hobby is down. Everything. Everything else is down. I don't know, even high-grade Mickey Mantle cards. You know, you saw that last PSA 8 sell for 1.1 million, almost 1.2 million. Like, wow, that's a good price. It's higher than the last couple of eights. But that particular same card sold for $2 million. Even that's down. Um and I think the best time to sell is immediately. If you're looking to sell, sell, right? I think you'll be able to, you know, use that capital in a month, two, three to buy um, something else at a cheaper price. Why do I say that? Not because I'm a hobby pessimist or anything like that, but because if you look at the charts, that's just what has happened over the last couple of years now, not the last couple of months, right? You hit those COVID highs and we have just steadily decreased in price. To a point where I remember a year ago, I remember, you know, April, May of last year thinking to myself, all right, some of these cards had to have hit their bottoms. You know, hey, you know, be careful, full, you know, trying to catch a falling knife. I'm, I'm a very big fan of, you know, Josh Cardboard Chronicles. I remember coming on here in May of last year after he put a couple of stories up about uh, the Kevin Durant white refractor in PSA 10 rookie and the LeBron James Chrome refractor in PSA 10 rookie. And I remember him saying right in his story, I think these things have hit a floor and you look at the chart and you saw it was kind of one of these, like, you know, that LeBron was like $200,000 is insane during the run up. And, and here it was, according to, you know, his post, it was like 80, then it was like 70, you know, 60, 65, like in that range. And you started to see sort of like that, you know, that little chart, that bottom forming, at least what it looked like. And I remember buying one, not just because he said it, because I, I agreed. I, you know, I always wanted to get one of those cards and, and you know, was hopeful that, you know, it would return to not 200, but maybe do a little bit of a round trip back to 100 because it was such an iconic card and everybody loved it and the whole deal. So I thought I was buying it a low. Meanwhile, I just sold that card a year and change later for half of what I paid for it. And here's the ridiculous part of that. I think it keeps going down. I don't see any reason for that card to go up from where it is now at all. That's why I sold it. I think it continues to retreat. Not just because of the hobby retreating, but that's part of it. Um, I think we're in store for a little bit of an economic tightening. Now, 
sure there is the hobby kind of malaise uh, for the holidays and you know people are going to be spending more money in the holidays and unless you're you know in that retail space where people want to buy some sealed wax or like a holiday something or other for a gift for somebody chances are the you know the spend is not going to be on your singles and not going to be on your cards and people are taxed a little more these next couple of months because they are trying to pay for the holidays whether they're going on vacation or you know they're you know they're setting up their you know their holiday their decorations buying presents you name it that you know people are budgeting for that so the discretionary spend that they otherwise might have had to put on cards is not going to be there for that. It's now on video games and Apple gift cards and the new phone and, you know, somebody's getting a pet or whatever it might be. You know, those those holiday gifts um, take precedent and, and, you know, more often than not, you know, your holiday gift for your family member is not going to be that LeBron Chrome card or, or you know, anything like that. So that alone is a start. But, I mean, we're going to see like the – Unemployment numbers were not so great. The last report that came out last week, um, you know, we're going to see some tightening in that regard. And you know, I believe still that the next couple of months are not going to be the best employment picture, not going to be the best economic picture. I do think it turns around in 2024, but just for the short term, I think you know, people are going to be faced with you know budgeting some money and am I going to take this extra money I have and buy? sports card with it or am I going to put it in a rainy day fund or am I going to use it to pay my bills is kind of you know where I'm going with it and you know when that happens I'm a believer that most people are not going to be putting their money in cards now if you have the discretionary income and the cards come down it might be a good time to buy it's sort of that old Warren Buffett um you know be fearful when everybody else is greedy and be greedy when everybody else is you know afraid that makes sense you know and if you're in a position where you have enough and no worries about, you know, the overall broader economy, and there will probably be some bargains for you in the next six months or a year, um, as long as you're willing to hang on to it for a little while. But to me, the question of, you know, do I sell now or hang on, over the last, I would say, 18 months, anybody who has held on and said, I'm going to wait because when I sell in a couple of months, I'm going to get a better price because of the, you know, cyclical. Unless you're trying to time out, like, I bought rookie quarterbacks a couple of months before anybody was looking for them, and I immediately sold them before the season. Like, that kind of stuff still works uh, for the most part. But if you're just talking about your own collection, not seasonality, just, you know, old cards, vintage cards, which is a lot of what this person is selling, I would just, you know, move them now. I think, you know, every week or every month that you hang on to them, you're, you know, you're missing out on probably a little bit more. I believe this, if you look at the charts, you know, we're, we're seeing one of these kind of things. I think you can continue to see that kind of slow bleed into the holidays and beyond. Um, that's just my take. Um, I could be dead wrong here, guys. I've been wrong before. Um, but, you know, even trying to time things out right, my, the LeBron that I was talking about that I sold, I mean, I sold the, literally the – the auction ended the night that he was breaking the scoring record and it didn't matter if I would have sold it, you know, when the season opened or before the season even started or at any point before that it would have sold for more. And um, I'm, I'll, I'll just carry that LeBron story forward. I sold it in um, February of this year. It the same exact card, not a similar one, 
same exact card has sold twice since I sold it. Twice. And each time for significantly less money. Each time. So I know it's just one card. I know it's just one, you know, piece of data, one data point. Um, but it's a big card. It's a card that everybody knows. And what it shows me is that had I sold it earlier, I would have probably sold it for more. By waiting, I sold it for less. Then the person who bought it from me sold it for even less. And the person who bought it from them sold it for even less. And I have a feeling if it came up for sale again tomorrow, it would sell for even less again. Now, this is not a permanent thing, but it is the market right sizing. It is the market finding the right price for these things after a significant, significant run-up. And most of these cards that we talk about are still way higher than they were, you know, even if you just did like a five-year chart. If you look at like 2018, not just like when COVID started in 2020, you look at 2018, 2019, vast majority of cards are up significantly from there. Sure, some have come down. Um, and, you know, that's it's to be expected. I do believe that once we do kind of see the economy right sizing itself, the economy, you know, writing the ship next year towards the second half of next year, and the hobby has taken enough of a, you know, fix that chart again, get rid of this and just have this. We've talked about this for years. Um, you know, you can be fine there. But I also implore you guys to ask yourself what you're doing here in the hobby. Because anybody who came in, you know, in the last couple of years and saw that, you know, crazy run up in value, saw the ability to flip these things, and is just saying, you know, I'm going to buy it now because that flippy dippy, those times are going to come back. Those times where I can buy something now and sell it for two or three times the amount of money in a month or two or three, those are going to come back. I don't think so. Look at most charts. You're going to see most charts are pretty stagnant with, you know, some small growth, some, you know, some appreciation in value, but none of this, you know, crazy spikes, none of these kind of like boom cycle that we had. And um, I don't know that we see another boom cycle like that for a very long time, if ever. Um, so I, I spent 15 minutes here talking about one question that I got, which is, you know, hey, should I hang on to these things? Again, could be very wrong. I think if you're in a sell mode, sell. Sell now. Sell and and don't look back. Leads me to my next thing because we talk about the holidays, right? I mean, I do think the holidays are, you know, they traditionally are not the best time to sell your cards. Um, but I just think right now the seasonality of it doesn't make a difference. But for the holidays, if I had one wish, it would be, that maybe you know the, the the right sizing of the hobby, the resetting of the hobby, and the pricing and all that stuff also allows for a reset of the manufacturers' uh, release dates. Because, man, would I love the injection we would get into this hobby, the excitement we would get now, the amount of money that would be coming in, the excitement would come in if we had NFL Prism right now. And C.J. Stroud dropped 470 yards and five touchdowns this week. And I would love to see what would happen to his prism base card, his silver. You know, forget about the number of cards and the whole deal. And I'm not even talking about the high-end stuff because, hell, they're still dropping high-end stuff from last year, basically. You know, I mean, um, you know, the basketball products are still coming out with last year's products. Forget about having the ability to buy a Wemby Prism. That'll probably come out, you know, when the season's over, right? But, man, 
that would be like a holiday wish for me. If we can get back to a, you know, legitimate schedule where you were actually able to, you know, have the rookie cards of you. I, I was in one of my group chats and somebody said, hey, you know, who needs cards when you have sports betting, when you have Vegas? And they showed a parlay, they did the whole deal. And, you know, and of course, I, I had to answer back, congrats on your win, but I had to answer back also with a, you know, that was part of the excitement of cards. You were able to say, you know what, I think that, um, you know, CJ Stroud's going to have a great game this week. Let me go and buy some of his cards in the lead up. And then, boom, he has this great game and I can sell them. You don't really have that anymore, right? It's just better to bet on Stroud's over on his yards or, you know, his touchdowns or, you know, bet that they're going to win the game or, or wherever you want to go because, you know, that's getting you the same, like, hey, I have a feeling about Stroud. I think he's going to have a great game today. And boom, I'm able to play him in daily fantasy, wherever it is. Part of what allowed this, you know, this fun run up was, you know, for that crowd that is in it for, you know, the, the, the flip. You were able to buy those cards and flip them based on the, you know, based on the on-field performance. And the cards that people want are just not out yet. And, you know, I think if Prism was out, we would see some real excitement right now from people who bought Stroud early on and bought him in the, you know, the first weeks or in the lead up. And now we're watching him have this, you know, record-setting rookie performance and could cash in on being right on their guy. And I think you're, we're losing some of that excitement. And I'm sure there's some collectors out there who are listening saying, you know, so what? That's not what the hobby's supposed to be. I'm supposed to just be able to collect the cards that I want. And, you know, who cares? We're not supposed to have the flippy dippy going on. Fine. Valid. But you have to realize that part of the reason, probably a good part of the reason that the money um, that these cards were worth you know, what, what the run and, and the value that was in those cards is that flippy dippy, is the new blood that came in, the gambling blood, the flipping blood, you know, the breaking blood, um, the guys who like that quick hit. And, you know, if if that release, that prism release were out and people were, were able to have them and grade them and have, a, you know, a PSA 10 slab of a silver, all of a sudden you'd be seeing some, you know, some some cool stories, some cool posts, some cool buys, people coming in to buy that card on eBay, wherever it is, more money in the system. You know, the people who were able to take their chance on him during the season, instead of when the season's already over and no one wants it anymore, um, would have more money to continue to keep in the hobby ecosystem. And, um, you know, so this is a holiday thing. We're talking about, you know, two parts of the holiday. Number one, you know, selling now, even though, you know, the lead up in the two months to the holidays are usually not the greatest time to sell. Sell anyway. And number two, give me my holiday wish. If I could have a holiday wish, Panini Tops, you guys get back on schedule. It's just so much more fun when you're able to buy your guy, watch the game, and say, look at the cards I have of my guy. That's it. There's the deal. Good luck out there, guys. And, uh, you know, last 30 seconds. And Wemby. I was not a believer. Some of the stuff he's doing at 19 and, and just, you know, if he if he actually trains and grows into his frame and, you know, there's a lot of ifs. And Take it from somebody who watched Shaq. It's a very different comparison. I mean, Shaq, I think, averaged 26 and 16 in his first five games. So, you know, his numbers blow Wemby's numbers out of the water. And just for a season, I think he averaged like 13 boards. Wemby's not going to have that. 
but he does play a very different game. You know, this is a, a kid who should win defensive player of the year, maybe even this year, you know, definitely early on in his career. And the offensive game is just very different. It's not a bull rush like um, like Shaq. There's some finesse. I mean, he basically Euro steps from halfway between the foul line and the three-point line without a dribble. I mean, he covers so much ground with the stride. Um, he's got a three-point shot, you know, which hasn't really been spectacular yet, but in the five, six games, you know. Um, anyway, and I got a bunch of Wembys, so woo They'll be all gone soon. So, you know, if you hear this and you want to win me, ooh, sorry, reach out. Talk to you guys soon. I'm going to go enjoy the second half of this game. Bye, everybody.